0: We're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected you. 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 About my marriage? About what you told us <laughs> With the mostest? What you told us I don't, I know. don't so ever bring you guys so so nice nice around like you. Let me tell Let you something, the only thing. If I want to say that, I would have it I'm not really sure what I've done to you, though. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co host, Matthew. Uh, let's start off by giving everyone an apology that this is coming out a day late. A day late. But we've had just so much to do this week. It was a crazy week, and we wanted to make sure we took the time to really get this episode out because wow, 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 It was such a good week. Uh, I think. I speak for both of us when I say thank God that Beverly Hills has returned. Oh, my goodness. It was. And it returned gloriously. It did. Here we go. I think Should we start with Beverly Hills? Let's start with Beverly Hills. Okay. We'll start with the biggest part of it for the end because something really crazy happened to one of the wives. And yes. We'll have to- and, and the way that they framed it, it's the way that the episode starts and ends. But I get why Andy hyped this episode up so much as like one of the best of all time in terms of premieres because it really we really get a great picture of where all the women are. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I can't even wrap my brain around. I still can't wrap my brain around what happened to Dorit, but let's start with the episode opens and we've got Rinna and Erica. We've got Garcelle and Sutton and we've got Kyle and uh, Portia. <laughs> okay. First of all, I have to say about Portia, She is so grown and seeing her little bat, bat mitzvah. I was like, it's so crazy to me to see her now and have seen her when she was a baby the amount of time she's grown up so fast yeah it's so great to see her bounce back especially after a tough two years she had with covid oh she had a really tough time um can imagine being a preteen and going through that it's just absolutely so tough and yeah to see her and kyle having so much fun boxing in the backyard awesome uh I loved seeing Ren and Erica I have to hate to say it, I miss them a lot So these two are trouble Tony oh right now As a pay, they, they're lethal they are already like talking such a way and acting in such a way where so Lisa Renna is not the best person for Erica because Lisa Renna has no boundaries and her, Harry Hamlin lets her do whatever she wants like she's off you know what I mean like she's whatever and so like this whole Erica being like single on the town Ren is basically gonna be her. Wing woman. Oh, hundred percent. And Rena loves to throw, you know, gasoline on a fire and Erica yes. is on fire right now for sure. She knows how to push a story along and Erica yes. is the story. Yes. And then Garcelle and Sutton are in Miami for, um, a charity event that Garcelle is, um, I think a sponsor of and a, and was speaking a, at. a speaker at, um, and I just, I forgot that they were buddies. Yeah, they're close, close. That they were close. Um, and right away, we find out that there's already a problem between Sutton and Rena on um, Watch What Happens Live. Yes. Uh, you know, Rena thought everything was good, everyone was good. But I guess, in defense of Garcelle, because Rena made such a big deal about Garcelle not thanking Harry and Lisa for the sauce that Harry made uh, last season, Sutton thought she was, well, Sutton claims that she was being a good friend by standing up for Garcelle by saying that, Oh, well I did this thing for Harry and Renna when I invited them as my guests to this party. Yes. And, uh, of Elton John's and, uh, they never thanked me. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I just thought it was like just ridiculous. It came out of nowhere, very out of context. Don't know why she wanted to come for Renna so long after the Garcelle so- and Rena feud was kind of, you know, squashed. Yeah. So I feel like I watched this live. I feel like this was a pandemic watch. I think you actually watched it live too, but we might've had a few margaritas. Oh, the watch that happens live with Randy uh, and Sutton? Yes, with Sutton. Oh, okay. But, so here's the thing. I think Sutton won she was trying to find her way like to stay on the show. I feel like she really struggled and she was trying to see like, okay, where do I want my boundaries to lie? She was lobbing. She was trying to see if that would land anywhere, which it did. Yeah. But then also, cause they were filming when that, when was that was happening they were like, she was like, am I going to be in the center of there anything or am I going to be on the sidelines? They're probably yeah. like start something, the producers. And two, she's trying to support Garcelle. And I think she could have done it in a better way. And I, I think Rinna ended up coming out on Instagram and showing proof that she was invited herself multiple years and that Sutton had invited her one year or something like that. Right. But she was like, I'm also like, a, I also donate. So what's the point? And I invited Sutton these years. So it it's just, just like one silly of those thing things to start. Yeah, it's I like, don't know what she was thinking. It's like it. it it's just being stupid about the thank yous and who deserves what. And I thought it was squashed between Garcelle and It was, which is Rinna. why I was like, why would you so, do this? yeah, it's, it, she everyone was drinking. is confused. She was pretty <laughs> drunk. Yeah, I think everyone was confused. Even um, Crystal was confused, which, speaking of, crazy that Crystal and Sutton, like, are cool now. Oh, To the yeah. point where, like, Sutton's going over to her house and hanging out and talking. But even Crystal was like, no, yeah, you messed up. You started something when you shouldn't have. When you really shouldn't but have. It's so funny because in front of Garcelle, Sutton was saying, oh, well, you know, I'm just sticking up for you and I, blah, 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 and I, you know, if she's mad, I don't care. But then in front of Crystal, she's like, oh, yeah, I think I may have put my foot in it. I think I may have, uh, you know, been well, too think- brash. It's like, what are you doing, Sutton? So I think it's it was before and after Rina kind of I, – because I think Rina said something. You on probably. social media, and Rena is very vocal on social media. For those who follow her, she's always saying something. But I well, think she in had terms something of power about, in the Bravo universe and in the Beverly Hills universe, like Rena has way more than Sutton does. Oh, a hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, Rena is I, uh, is fine. I mean, I, I love Rena being like you mess with the wrong bitch. It, but of Sutton, I, but I'm just really stuck on Sutton. I get she's trying to. Cement herself in these ladies, but I really don't like the villain look on her because she's kind of the villain this season already. I think she's really self involved. I think she's really all about herself. And I thought she, I think she thought she was going to come on to this show a couple years ago and make a big splash and be like the leader at by by now after how many seasons she's been on, but she's still struggling to find her way. Yeah. Yeah. So Sutton, I mean, it's, it's sad with her because. I think she just is so insecure, but also so deeply involved in herself that it just comes across so narcissistic, but, like, not in a fun or funny way. It's it's almost, like, troubling. No. Well, however, though, when I think of, um, you know, needing a villain in a cast of characters, I think she's the perfect kind. Okay. She's going to cause enough drama to get us through the season, but not, you know, do something that causes irreparable damage. Like, be a crazy novella or... You know, something like that. Okay, I get what you're saying. But we also have like other villains too. I'm not saying she's going to be oh, the no, only one. Oh, no, no, one. no. We've got Erica. Oh, is going to do of something. Erica, you know, she and Garcelle <laughs> go to a workout. Seems like they're good. It they're seems like good Erica's terms. good with everyone except for Sutton. Um, But for now, it seems like Garcelle and Erica are like at a stalemate. They're good to go. I mean, obviously, we see in a preview that they're going to have it out again at some point. But for now. So, but the thing about this is, Erica basically tells Garcelle that the bankruptcy claim isn't against her, the and that the law said that and lawyer said that at the beginning, and it's all a civil suit. It's not a like a, a, a lawsuit like, or a, something. Yeah, it's a I don't know some confusing thing that we honestly I'm not I'm not <laughs> a lawyer. I don't know much about but law. But that's the thing is that you know Erica was saying all this stuff about it all being. Um, all of these things were exonerable. Like she was going to be free and it was going to be all settled. And, you know, but I was like Garcelle. I was like, well, then why isn't it? settled? Why are, like, why we... are we hearing more about this? Exactly. Like, what's the deal? You know, again, I love Erica. I'm, I was, as I was watching it, I was sort of thinking, you know, I love her and I kind of don't really care what she does <laughs> to be honest, because I'm just like, I, I'm on her team. You just enjoy the idea. of Which is so bad, Erica. but yeah. uh, no, but I also, it was funny. I was like, I'm on her team, but I also was agreeing with Garcelle. I sat there being like, yeah, this is, this is interesting. Yeah. I was, I was a little bit confused. I'm going to say, but you know, I'm, I'm in it. I'll eat my foot. Is that what it's called? I'll eat my foot. If the, you'll eat crow. crow? Oh, I'll know? eat crow. Or, you have your you'll, you'll put my foot in it. I put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, I'll put my foot I in my I mouth. I think I mix it. things together. You think you mix things together? <laughs> you always do. <laughs> uh, I'll
1: eat
0: my, I'll eat my foot. If Erica is innocent. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, So let's go into the dark part of the episode. Okay. I was not expecting for this to affect me as much as it did. The first, I watched it twice. I'm going to be honest. The first time I watched it, I held it in until PK entered the scene. The second time I started watching it, I broke down earlier. I started crying a little bit earlier in her storytelling at Erica's or Kyle Richard's house, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's very very dark. Um, so Doree and Phoenix and um, Jagger, Jagger, thank you. I'll uh, come home from a trip to London early. PK still in London. Um, they have a little karate lesson. She has a Facetime with Garcelle. Uh, but then later that night, and oh, that, that what spooked me was that we had. I didn't know we had security footage. And yeah, you that see was wild. security footage of two men. Um, in a full outfit ready to go um they break into the house and that's all you really see you see them kind of go through the house but then what you don't see what what Dorit describes later is that they pull well she wakes up because she hears her door open she goes she like like gets out of her bed to see what's up and it's two men they kind of come at her very quickly they put a gun to her head and they tell her like don't make a sound or we'll kill you uh, she immediately tells them where everything is and says like, let me help. Just don't kill me. Please don't hurt my children. Um, they proceed to rob her. They put everything that they take in a comforter and they uh, also take her phone. They exit the front. That's what kills me. They exit the front of the property Yeah. and then they leave her phone at the front and then they take off. Um, I can't, I can't even, I can't even imagine. And, and all the women, I have to give it to them all. Well, except for one. And we'll get to that in a second, but all the women really came to Dorit's side. They all like went to her house the second that they heard. Cause PK wasn't there. He was, he was still in London. Yeah. And it was, I thought it was amazing to see the women step up. I, I think it's amazing to see at the beginning, I think part of it was she was still in shock, but like Dorit really was so strong and it was really incredible. I have never been more impressed with someone on reality TV than I have been of. <laughs> I dirty. don't. I I might agree with you. I might agree with you. I mean, that. that's probably a lie. I'm sure there's other people that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such an amazing moment on reality television. But this was pretty huge. And I mean, the only thing I could compare it to is when Kim Kardashian, you know, had a similar situation happen to her. Oh, uh, yes. While she was abroad, and I. It, I saw how it affected Kim because obviously I'm I've been keeping up with the Kardashians a little bit longer than you have, but uh, I and it, Dorit seems to be acting in a very similar way. It looks like she's kind of like yeah no things are at first she's like okay things are okay but it's really, it really has affected her deeply and she even yeah. like to the point where when she's hanging with the girls at Kyle's house and Kyle's dogs start freaking out, she's like, find out what's going on with your dogs right now. Like right now I need you to know. I need to know what's well, happening. Well, it only, it happened that just the day before, the day before I, I was so glad that Kyle insisted she come over and see all the girls because it's good to be around people. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. PK was about to arrive And anyway, she had security. She and had, and the, the way that she was able to kind of, I think it was good for her to kind of, I hate to say this, like, but relive it and kind of, kind of replay what happened a little bit because then you see shortly after she tells her story, and then PK comes, I think with that combo, I think the shock started to wear off and she really started to realize what happened to her because at the end of the episode, when she's sitting waiting for PK to grab his phone, when she started to break down, yeah. I, that's when I, cause I was getting choked up the entire time, but then when to see her really start to succumb to like her trauma what happened, really, yeah. wow. Like, wow, 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 wow. And it was, it was so interesting that they, it was this, that it ended with the same thing that they started the episode with, so they had the audio of, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Yeah. And then it ended with the video footage of her saying that same thing and then it was like cut and I was like, okay. Yeah. Where's the well, Emmy? And see, and where's I, the I mean, Emmy? I, and I know we'll get more information as the season goes along and when we have the reunion, but I'm just so curious, like these, I went back and I kind of looked at the men. they Their shoes were taped, they were wearing, like they were ready to go. They knew exactly what they were doing and I feel like they must have known, they must have known that they, were, they, they lived there and they must have known that PK wasn't home or something. I don't know. I feel like it, it it's so scary. It's I don't know. It's sketchy. It's sketchy for sure. But that's the same thing with the Kim. It was like someone who was inside that like let them know. Well, everyone's information is everywhere. That's the thing. That's what's so scary is that yeah. you can find out. I mean, I know people's where time schedules, you know, I knew where this house was of Dorit because I used to drive by it all the time. I used to It was very close to a friend of yours. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, it's crazy. Um, I think it's going to be – well, and let me just say before we move on to another city, like, Sutton – I part of me always felt bad that maybe I wasn't giving her enough credit or I wasn't, like, giving her a, a chance. She is so obtuse and ridiculous when she comes over to Kyle's, and Kyle is clearly distraught because her friend just went through a huge, crazy thing. yeah and all of a sudden can talk about is what she's going through and is like well I know I didn't get you know a gum put to my head but I'm still going through some stuff it's like and Kyle's like what are you talking about and what about? was it even that she was going through I can't even remember but it was something so But small. it had to do with the store or something and then I think I don't know uh, and then something with her was she talking about her diet or her I don't know I wasn't really, I was just so stunned by her complete unfeelingness about what, what happened to Dorit. and then they I don't know. She got upset with Kyle because Kyle was saying that like she... Kyle was, I think, trying to say that she wish she'd be a better friend to both her and uh, Erica back oh, when yeah. that whole fight happened at the house and Sutton just wasn't hearing it. I don't know. It just it was a very oh, yeah, weird when, the, when She scene. was like, she was like, I know you're going to say something, but I already am telling you like I'm going to disagree with what you're going to say about yeah. Erica. And it's... Why she didn't come over ready to talk about Dorit and like what they could do for her and what was going on. I, I just... It was so... I don't know, like wake up, girl. Where are you? Yeah, it's it's very weird. I I mean, I she's very taking a hard left turn for me this season. We'll have to. See I've never goes liked down. her. I've never liked her. I knew that I was right about her. Oh, I've well, always been right about her. You have been, but we'll see. I've I've I'm you know I'm a flip flopper. You know I hate <laughs> someone one week and the next week I'm like they're the best person who's ever been on this show. Well, no, so, I mean things change on a dime in these in these know, worlds. Shows. <laughs> so we have to keep up. Choppy waters here in Bravo verse. Okay, we should move on from Beverly Hills. But wow, what have what, what a great start to the season. I'm, I'm trying, so excited. I'm trying to think if there's anything else like funny or important that we missed, but No, I think we I really all. can't I really can't think of anything. It was just a, it was beautiful first episode. Yeah. And I think we're gonna have a great time. Yeah. Uh so let's go backwards in time. Do you wanna do Jersey? Yes. Let's go to was this part two of three parts? Part two of reunion. three parts? Yes. Teresa is so awful to Joe. And again, like I know we've been talking about this a lot, that there's this narrative on the show about Teresa and Melissa. And then there's a narrative off the show. That's a little bit different. I still believe that Teresa is the most in the wrong out of the three of these people, the three people being Teresa, Joe and Melissa. Okay. Just, I, the way that she treats him is really terrible. I don't think, yes, Joe's not perfect, but Joe is a really good brother and a really good, but has been a really good protector of Teresa. And I'm tired of her being so awful to him. And I'm glad that the women pointed out the parallel between Louie and Joe. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, but, like, if you're going to talk, if you're going to call Joe a bitch boy and talk about him being on the show or about him saying stuff when he shouldn't, like, look, Louis at, look is at the, mirror, the same yeah. thing. Like, Teresa needs to stop living in such a big glass house because it's that's, getting old. See, that's the thing is that this reunion specifically was all about Teresa saying, well, it's okay when I do it, but it's not okay when you do it. No. And like, it's getting old. And, that's, and that w- was across the board. It's, it's okay when I berate... Joe and make him feel terrible about anything in his life and about his stuff. But when my boyfriend does the same thing as a male or when I do the same thing to him, it's okay. When Marge says something and brings it out, it's, it's not okay. But when I say it, it's fine because yeah. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm there for the girls. I'm trying to be on the lookout for them. Well, and I'm glad that Joe and Joe and Andy together, I think were able to like really calm her down. Well, and articulate this so well, this point that, yeah, like Louis, what have I always said to you? Like, if you just say like, what it is, it goes away. If you just own it, and then with Marge, like, she didn't bring it out, she's just asking what it's about because it's all over the internet. The exes of these, uh, of Joe, of, of, of this of, man, Louis, of this yeah. man, like, they're the ones that are coming up with this stuff. And I like so, Andy being like, regardless of what Marge said, I'd be asking you these same questions. And here's the thing. Exactly. And he's like, if, if, no, regardless, I would have to ask Louie, these questions because they're everywhere. Even if Marge stayed tight lipped about yeah. this, it's just, that's the way it is. I, I, so Andy, thank you for being so good at your job. Guiding <laughs> light always. Um, how happy were you to hear about I mean I haven't met him yet neither of us have but I'm how happy were you to hear about Dolores and Polly Polly I was like me who I, I'm not meeting anyone from Bravo but you mean like ver- like through the screen I love his name as Polly cuz it's very jersey but he's Irish he's which I think Irish cuz like I think for Dolores to me that's a step out of our comfort zone <laughs> It's yeah it's it's the same I think he's also like a meathead though cuz from what I've seen in photos He looks like Joe Judice and Joe gorga and louis he looks like that guy yeah yeah it's gonna be i'm i'm excited to see it i think it's gonna be interesting i liked andy basically asking her so uh is he ready for all of this like is he ready for the show and she's like no is anyone (laughs) well they seem really obsessed with each other they seem like they're spending all their time together uh which is a great improvement from david and from frank honestly um, it doesn't sound like Frank is a fan of Polly's and we'll get into that more next episode, but they don't seem like they, well, and here's why. I mean, I'm just going to just say this right now. I'm sure that Frank can see that like this might be really something. Yeah. And it's going to take yeah, her away I from think him. That Frank always knew that David wasn't a threat. David, David was a good placeholder. Yes. And that's why they got along so well. But if a, a real guy ever came along that could really take Dolores away from Frank, I don't think Frank would ever like them ever. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think you're right. Wow. This will be a good plot line next season. Deep psychologist over there. I cannot believe that Frank and David are living together. Okay. Okay. I got to talk about this. This is ridiculous. Like, it's at one point, it's going to, like, if she doesn't work out with Polly, you know, he's going to move in, too. It's just going to be a home of Dolores' exes. She traps them. She's like a fly or a spider. She's like a a spider, and they're in her web. (laughs) These these little flies. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Right. Dolores web. It's the new, it's the, the sequel to Charlotte's web. It takes place in Jersey. I mean, she's going to have like a three, like, I feel like there are gonna be three plot lines like David, Frank, and now Polly. See, but is David still going to be a plot line? I like how she was like, Oh, he got used to the show. He's, He's like getting- a surrogate like father now to the kids and a surrogate like brother to Frank. It's weird. I don't understand at all. I, 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 well, and again, I forgot that they were together for five years. I thought it was like more to like two or three, but I forgot. It's been a couple. I did he I forgot did he end up taking care of the mom No he didn't she ended up being taken care of by Yeah I think the arrangement they fixed yeah. something else Yeah Okay Uh the mirror mirror moment Okay absolutely loved it I was like This is peak housewives This is exactly what Teresa needs to be doing Like this was insane Her just going Mia Mia on the wall I This is not <laughs> Teresa but this is just Jersey Mia Mia on the wall oh God, Who's the doing? fairest of them all It's me Dude. what do what on earth is that sound you are making that's not a jersey accent i don't know what accent that is. i have no idea what that is that was i thought i was really jersey no, it's like gotta be more like this like what are you talking about like think joy behar even though joy behar is more new york mia mia on the wall I, you, I, <laughs> yeah this is so bad just don't even it's so horrible viewers <laughs> listeners i'm so sorry this is just awful But anyway, I, but again, I think it epitomized like who Teresa really is. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I love her. I think she's a great mom. I think she is a a great, she can be a great family member and a great like, uh, you know, friend. She can be really, but I also think that, you know, she can be this too. It's like, you know, she's obsessed with herself. She's obsessed with her life. She's in this bubble and she wants to keep it going and she'll kill anything or anyone that comes in her way. But like this whole thing of, of, putting down also Marge with it is uh, getting Not, out of it, getting it out of really line. is it's like basically saying, Oh, these women are upset that, you know, Louise dating me. That's why he's getting so much It's Like he's dating Teresa. It's just like, if so it was large. It it's be. like, we've God, it's like, we've heard all this before. I, I, I was interested that Andy brought up the comments about Marge that Teresa made regarding weight. Well, yeah, I mean, because it's, it's, it has a lot to do also with Jackie. With Jackie and her situation. So there's no way that they cannot bring that up. Yeah, which is which is very, you know... I, I was very happy he did it, but, like, Teresa really didn't... Like, I, she said, yeah, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for that comment. I don't feel that way. But it's not going to stop her. Well, she also lied. She was like, oh, I was literally talking about what my leggings yeah. could literally do for your oh, life. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. No, you weren't. You were being an asshole. You... Once Teresa sets her eyes on a target, she's going to be ruthlessly mean and nasty to them until they're dead. Uh, 100%. always been like that. 100%. And like With Jacqueline, with Caroline, like with everybody. And I got to say, truly, all Teresa did was like chose someone in the group and basically was like, I'm just going to be mad at you because these articles about Louis X's are coming out. She just wants a target for her anger. You're absolutely right. Okay question go for it i totally forgot about this do you think louise ex and david are going to be featured on next season because i totally forgot that he was dating one of exes. oh no i think and living in frank's house I think that that like i think that's a small world of jersey that they live in i really do and i don't think it's that surprising that they would Found each date other and like or they like they would go yeah they would see each other um teresa okay. wanted to downplay that real quick oh she was like oh they only went on like two dates so that was that. But better? um I'm glad we brought up Jackie because I, I think her and her journey and hearing how far she's come and how she still has a long way to go, but she's doing so much better. It was really great to see her. Oh, hundred um, percent. And I wish that someone had called like Teresa out more for, you know, I think it was last week's reunion when she was like, Oh, uh, Jackie, you think you're so strong, you cried the entire season. And it's like she cried the whole season because she was she's struggling going, yeah. with something really real and and something that... She wasn't in a love bubble, Teresa. No. Sorry. So exactly. So Um, Jackie we love you And I commend her I'm obsessed with Jackie You heard this. My mom sent me A text with a link That evidently Jackie's been demoted To friend of next season No way Yeah Well honestly maybe she made that decision Because like being on camera So much Maybe Dealing with her uh, Eating disorder But also being on camera I don't know if those two things coincide Yeah I don't know. Are we going to see Tracy in the last part of the reunion? Do you think we'll get her? Oh, I don't know. She was there. There's a photo of her at the reunion. Well, yeah, because she's the, she's like she's Marge's you know, right-hand man. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um yeah, and then the Jen and Marge, oh my god, the Jen and Marge argument just continues so much so that Andy loses his goddamn mind and has to stand up and scream at them to like get them to be quiet. I, I mean, again, Jen and Teresa are going to be on this island of double standards till the day they die. And I don't know why they want to die on this hill. It's it's like either they have to forget it or they will never get over it. Jen's or just done a lot better that. than Teresa, I will say. Like, she will concede to a lot more than Teresa ever will. But it's, I mean, the fact, I just, I'm still dead that Jen and Teresa are, or sorry, not Jen and Teresa, Jen and Dolores are falling out or have fallen out. Yeah, that was wild. I mean, like, I mean, Dolores calls her a see you next Tuesday next episode. (laughs) But that's the thing. It's like, I think Jen is kind of icing everyone out except for Teresa. She's really just shown that she's like a Teresa henchman. She's Teresa part two. I hate to say it, but again, I love it for the show. But, you know, on a human level, it's sad. Oh, thank God we have one more part because I'm not quite ready to say goodbye to it. But um, shall we move on? Let's go to the next show. What do you want to do? Should we go to Summer House? Yeah. Let's do it. Right? Part one of the reunion. Um, A great first part. Great first part. Love the set. Uh, Andrea and Lexi are together again. Together. His love, torn heart. Yeah, the love of his has life. Has been apparently. mended. <laughs> um, everyone looked great. I thought, in particular, I loved Paige's wet yeah. hair. she like, looked back really back. good. She looked really good. Um, you the fact that Andy visited their house and it was disgusting. I had a feeling okay. that their house smelled, but I'm glad that Andy confirmed that it was like a stinky frat house. It, that was like the most stressful thing I think I would have ever seen. I would have freaked out if Andy showed up at the door and oh, we had running around cleaning, in, spraying no, Febreze, like trying exactly. to make it look I would have nice. been like, stay out, come to the backyard first. Like, let's we'll get you in there. And then just clean the entire house really quick and just make it smell decent. Yeah. God, the amount of times I had to quick clean houses and parties. Ugh, Ugh, gross. I actually, I have to apologize to my parents. One time I left, like, I thought I had cleaned, like, pretty decently after they they let me through a party at their, through, throw a party at their house, and I didn't, and the floor was still sticky, and I got in trouble, and I felt really bad, but... I'm just, I guess I didn't clean. I was, like, literally just 21. It was my friend's 21st well, birthday. We, we're, we've all been there, right? Right? Right. Yeah. Sorry, Mom and Dad. Um. So, I feel like two teams were sort of clearly formed. Uh, like oh, 100%. At the top of the episode. You got, like, Paige, Sierra, Amanda, and Maya, and I guess Kyle, on one team, and then everybody else on the other. Um. Which is weird, because I don't know why they didn't have Paige sit next to Amanda on the other couch, and then have... Uh, Luke sit next to Danielle. So, so you have the two teams sort of evenly split. Yeah, here's the thing. I, I, I've been noticing this at the Jersey reunion too because they put Dolores and Jen right next to each other. But even I don't know they if the producers knew that they were not in a good okay. spot. Okay, that makes fair. sense. But... I think they're doing it for the drama. Like I think they expect us and they we think they're like, "Oh, they have a formula, this is what it's going to be." I but think they want to switch up the formula and see not if it having it. She was so obtuse. Absolutely was like arms not. crossed, looking down. Um and I I get why. Uh and you know, this whole rant she went on about season 1 cast being sort of elitist mm-hmm. and being kind of sort of like a club that you have to get into. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and maybe there is something to that. Cause when you look at the teams, it looks like it's like the, the old guard versus the new the guard new, yeah. over the six seasons that we've had the show. Totally. And with talking about like the hot hub summer, like that was the biggest like chunk of what we talked about at the top of the episode. Like I kept sitting there just being like, I agree with everybody. I got, I kind of get where everyone's coming from. Don't you? Yeah. This, yeah, I do. I I, I get where, you know, Lindsay's coming from saying, you know, like my life was going to be a completely different thing this summer. And when it didn't happen, I was like, I'm going to take full advantage of everything that's in front of me and just have fun. And I get, I get Paige being annoyed. She's like, you know, I thought the summer was going to be one thing and now it's something else. And now I feel like, you know, there's all this tension in the house and you came in so strong and it just, and when you put on blinders to everybody else, but yourself, and when it came to the whole Austin CR part, that's when everything started to really blow up. blow up, which like, I don't really disagree. Like, I think that Lindsay could have had a little more tact and been a little more self-aware, but then again, I go, but she was based on what she had gone through, which is why I also understand why Amanda just wanted to be like, "Are you good?" Because this all just seems like a lot. I don't know. I, again just sitting there being like, "Yeah, I agree with you. Yep, I agree with you. Yep, uh huh, I agree with that take too." And poor and poor Carl. Like I did, I did feel from a little bit basically being like, "Yeah, what did I do this summer? I spent the entire summer sober, which yeah. is an accomplishment." And. I still had a good time and I, I had good memories. I think that Paige is just thrown, and she said this later, like, I think she was just thrown that she and Carl were having any sort of issue because they've never had a beef. Yeah. So I think it just, you know, when that happens, I think you lash out a little bit. Because it's Lindsay, it's, yeah. But since we're gonna, talking about that already, it comes up a little bit later, but it's, Lindsay really doesn't connect with the other girls in the house except for Danielle. It, no, that's true. You know, they all it's sort of very had the same now. take. Uh, which again, maybe it has to do with the fact that they've been friends for so long, and, and Danielle and Lindsay have had time to kind of gestate. But I don't know. I I kind of saw what they were all talking about about how like Lindsay came and kind of when it comes to the ladies, they're, she's very like cold and not approachable. Well, she's a lot older. I think she also like maybe doesn't like them as much. And this show was hers, and all these new people came in, so I think she does. She's getting. I that can Ram- see that Lindsay being a little like she's getting the Ramona Singer bratty, bratty about it. You know, it's like this is my show. Yeah, I can totally see that. You know, I don't want these other people, you know, Paige is a big star from this now, you know, and she's, you know, dating Craig. I'm sure Lindsay wanted to date Craig at one moment. Oh, oh my God. Are you kidding? Absolutely. She would have loved that. Uh, Absolutely. you know, I think there's some jealousy there. So I think I think we're going to see that tension play out next season for sure. And especially during. Winterhouse. Well, we'll see if Carl and Lindsay show up for Winterhouse. I don't know if they do, but I would, I I assume that if Tom Sandoval and Ariana are going to be there, Carl and Lindsay are going to be there. They'll stop by for at least like a house. night and have yeah. yeah. Um I was thrilled that Maya and her cookie thing is doing so well. I looked it up. Yeah, I looked it up. I signed up for the the list, the wait I list? was like let's oh, yeah. see what's going on with them. this. They look delicious. But she does only do like drops of like $65 cookie boxes now. But that's which, like, such a smart idea. It's brilliant. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this was also just a remind. Oh well, God, let me say that better. This was just a reminder also that the Sierra Lindsay and Austin drama is so messy. And I'm so glad that most of the housemates were like, Austin should have gotten most of the bulk of the blame here. And the fact that he wasn't, and I love that Maya was like, the fact that y'all gave him so much attention that you are so interested in him is beyond me. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. it. I agree. Uh, it just, it caused a lot of unnecessary heartache and, you know, tension between Sierra and Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, and, and the Honda Civic of male attractiveness. <laughs> I That was a good line by Alex. I have to say he really, I, I am liking him this reunion. He's really kind of sticking his neck in the game a little bit more. He's having fun. I know I was like, he's a one season guy, but like maybe give him another shot. Maybe this reunion is proving it See, for me. I agree. I agree. I thought so I too. Know. Oh, question for you. Do you think that, uh, we should be worried about Danielle and Robert. Yes. I 100% yeah, am worried too. about I, it. Me too. I'm a little concerned. I, I knew there was tension during the summer already because they would always go off by themselves and not be looking like they were in the best mood. It wasn't like, oh, let's go have a sexy time together. It was like, oh, there's some tension there. That's some growing pains for sure. I yeah. definitely sense that as well watching. It's, and I think it's coming from Danielle. Uh, and I hate to say that, but I think that's where it is because he work Robert works a lot. He's a chef. He's up and coming. He's trying to get a name for himself. It's not an easy business. He has late nights, early mornings. Uh, you're always cooking for these places. You know, they're always serving food. Yeah. and Danielle's life is just a little bit different. Now she's kind of, you know doing her own startup thing. So so her hours are very weird. And she worked in tech before, so she was project manager, so she was mostly nine to five. so she could have like a regular life. And I think the scheduling of everything in her, her demands and needs for a boyfriend of like having to be there and like coming home for dinner and having the weekends together. Robert can't fulfill that. And she's freaking out about it. Yeah, I agree. And I think she, I really did go back and forth with her this season about whether or not, you know, cause I like her. I do, but I, some moments I thought she was so right about a couple things, but then there were some things where I was like, why are you getting involved? I don't know where you fit into this equation. And um, I, yeah. And I, I, get, but I did yeah. really feel for her when she was talking about the glass throwing at the end of the episode. Yeah. I, She I teared up. One, she, well, she, you know, I think it really, and watching it again, I, I forgot how crazy it all was. And I, it's sad that she left it, I, I, it's sad that she let it go on so long without talking to Sierra about it. Cause now they're in this really weird place. Yeah. And I feel like they could be really good friends, but I don't know. Yeah. And uh, Sierra should have texted her. Yeah. But Danielle also maybe should have texted. Well, the both of them haven't really been making an effort. I do see where Danielle is coming from where Sierra seems a little unapproachable. Yes. She does seem a little cold, but I also think Sierra is going through something right now in her quarter life crisis that she talks about. 100%, but I, and I also think Danielle is very unapproachable. Like I oh, would be so I agree intimidated too. by yeah. Danielle. Like I think both of them are unapproachable in their own way. where like they're both intimidating. It would be great for to their see own all of the girls reunite next season and, and kind just of re be cool with each other. Kindle their that friendship. would be that would be great. Okay, I have to laugh. It made me giggle. I'm going to say it before we end, but Go for it. Andrea when talking about Lexi saying she gave me another chance but we only went on a date no kisses oh no it was nothing. so funny and the one last thing I want to say is I love Amanda and Kyle and I'm rooting for them even though they've been through a lot and I'm worried about them I will say something about I think when I think Amanda made a comment about how like Kyle was married to his job yeah. it immediately gave me young Shannon and David Badora vibes so you said this and I, I'm not 100% getting it but like I, I kind of I don't know. I'm just. I could see them in 20 years going through what we witnessed Shannon and David going through if they're not careful. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm nervous now. Now you have me scared. (laughs) Now you have me scared. Uh, But we have one more part. I well, I think so because I always wait to hear at the end of part one. They'll always say like the conclusion of the reunion but they didn't say that they said part two. So I can't imagine there's three parts to this. I think there is. I think we're getting a three part reunion. Okay. Well, part two is coming next week. Very excited about it. And we will uh, see if it wraps up from there. Okay. We have two Atlanta stories to do. Yes. What do you want to do? Well, we're going to end with Atlanta. So let's do candy and the gang first. Great. So this was the season finale of candy and the gang. We don't think there's going to be a reunion, but this was a perfect finale. 10 episode Season, I think is great. I think they really set up a world that a good show can be built. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Out of this group, out of this world of characters, we can build a good show, I think. There's already story. I mean, we'll talk about the six months later kind of track and videos at the end. Did, I'm glad the that they did that. But okay, so this in this episode starts for the last one I did where Shandrika's getting uh the head promoted, major D. Head major D. She's getting promoted to head major D, but she called it... I don't know what a major D is. <laughs> Killed me. And v- they're all getting ready for a new Friday night event. Kind of like see you next Tuesday at... Uh, what is it called, sir? Sir. I know what it was pools. called. I was just being a little coy. They're going to be having Friday night vibe. Which I love. OLG. So Torin is gonna be the guy in charge of all of this and this is kind of his big i guess chance to prove to candy and todd that he can have his job back he can do all of this because evidently he was fired because he said he couldn't come into work because of covid and then was at a giant party yeah like, and so he was fired he's such an idiot this episode had a lot of, like, different firing and, you know, people's jobs on the line and things were changing. That's what this whole episode was about. This was, was a about. great finale in that yes. way. I agree. And then, oh, God. I just... Ugh. I really have a soft spot for Patrick, but I also think that he needs to grow up and I don't think he's ready to get married. However... He is full himbo. He is so dumb. and So dumb. So cute. Um, so cute. So dumb. But, yeah, he wants to propose to Safari. Uh... And we sort of see his, uh, you know, journey to the uh, proposal. Uh, I love seeing him and his mom at the flower shop. I thought that was so sweet. But before we get into that, we have that meeting with the bosses. We had Candy yes. and Don Juan and... Philip. Uh, Philip and Todd get together. And I, I had forgotten that Philip's employment was sort of temporary, that he was sort of being, like, it was. This tested. was like, let's see if this will work out. And you could tell that, like, they really wanted him to stay and that he was kind of leaving them in suspense, which I kind of loved. Um, he is so handsome and so good at his job. And I, he's my, one of my favorites of the show. Yeah. You I, I do like him a lot too, but you really do love him. I do. So with this, at this meeting, we kind of like are talking about what different situations are. Obviously Philip gets his job back at the end of this meeting or doesn't get his job back, but gets his extension to stay with OLG Mm -hmm. moving forward. Mm -hmm. Chandrika, they talk that she gave her the, they gave her the promotion. She's good to go. Then they talk about what move things might be moving and kind of jumping around. So Dom and Brandon comes up. They want to keep Brandon. Philip wants to keep Brandon because he sees more potential in Brandon as does Todd. And, and honestly I get where they're coming from. Basically saying Dominique wants to be a dancer. She does not want to be a bartender. This is not, is not her forever career. No, she can go be a bartender at blaze. Like she can go do that anywhere. Mm-hmm. Brandon is on this managerial track, he wants to stay with the business, he wants to stay with the company, he wants to make money. Yeah. Like this is his career. Yeah. Like we should stay with the person who wants to be with the career. But that's tricky because it's also like, okay, then it's your manager who is hooking up with someone lower, but the person lower has to move. So there's just they're in a really tricky situation with yeah. this. Yes. Um, so and you know, not to cut to the videos that we heard at the end of the episode, but we do know that Dom is still at OLG. So Yeah, six months later. I'm excited to see. If they do another season, like how that all works out, uh, well, we get right into Friday night vibes, which overall I thought was really fun. But at the beginning, uh, it didn't look like it. W- I wasn't sure if it was going to go off without a hitch because Torin was running around like a crazy person because there were you know food runners or drink runners. There was no ice. There was no ice. Uh, it was a little chaotic, and of course, like you know, Don Juan and Philip are there and are you know. It it, it got a little complicated because Don Juan was trying to make a point, I guess, that, you know, ask for help, but don't assign work. Like, that is beneath us. I don't know. I don't know. So, this was the situation. So, basically, Philip was like, Trying to explain to Torin, these things aren't working because you didn't have a meeting with me prior and didn't ask me for food renders. You didn't ask me for ice. You didn't make sure that X, Y, and Z was happening. You just expected it to be, and what you expected was wrong. Mm-hmm. That's So right. you need to communicate this to make sure that things went smoothly. Whereas Don Juan had clearly been drinking and basically blew this up in front of Torin, saying, yo you you know like need to like not only be more prepared you need to make sure you have these meetings you're going to screw up and you need to ask for help and like i'm you need to ask for the right help in the right places like i'm above the pay grade of going to get crab and he's like i needed a favor like i was asking for help and he's like you're asking for the wrong kind of help like i don't i get paid too much money to go get crab yeah i was like really don juan but i was like you're just drunk you're stupid and Torin left. Whatever. Philip <laughs> was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> just sat there like yeah. I just watched a, but the I thought it was crazy fight. I thought it was cool that you know this event was not only something to bring everyone together and to like have a party basically, that anyone could come to at OLG and you know a little see you next Tuesday situation, but it also showcased local artists that were working at OLG. So they had like a rapper, a singer, they had candies. Agent, Yeah. Or not agent, the creative director. Like saying. He did a little uh, performance. Ryan served his uh, egg rolls, which I think he and Todd are going to get in business together, which is such yes. a good idea. I'm so glad. He was MC for the evening. Which I loved. It was so great. Uh It was great. I just... Wait, before we get to the proposal, um Rashad is such a sketchy Okay, uh, that's what I was going to talk about. So yeah. But that guy is weird. So we didn't talk about it when I w- we were going to bring it up during the meeting of the bosses, but... Philip kind of, like, mentions that Rashad was drinking on the job or was getting drinks before his shift was over, and then how he's been calling out of work because he drank too much the night before. Yeah. He's like, I can't make it in this morning. And and it, then at the party, he tries to lie about it, kind of. Yeah, because they bring it up to him. So basically, they're like, he could be up for termination, but we need to get to the bottom of all this. Right. So they call him over. He's obviously been drinking because he's well, been at this everyone's thing. everyone's all pretty lit, except for candy. So... They basically say, hey, you know, these are the things that were accused. He's like, no, you know, I was clocked out. You know, I have to be approved by my manager, Or my, shift was, over. I, my shift was over, but I couldn't clock out because the clock in and out thing system wasn't working. I needed a manager to override. Yeah. Some, some crap like that. And so he was like, uh, Sean, so they call over Shandrika because that's his essentially manager because she's the maitre d. Yeah. And they're like, should he, you know, should he be? has he had any, you know, Terminable offenses. And she goes, well, yeah, he's also taking tips for seating to get cut. in the It was kind of wild though. I have to say that the whole thing was kind of wild that at a party that like Don, well, I mean, he was, they were drunk, but like that they would all out him like this in this setting. Cause like, legally speaking i don't know if like he could i feel like they could all get in trouble for like terminating him in this public no, setting no i you can terminate at any time okay. and i mean like i don't like, know it just was crazy to me i mean they were all so spot on and right about rashad and they had every right to fire him i just thought the way they did it was so wild it was weird but i think but they were all just a little too drunk i think it was like it wasn't going to be one of those things where like we're going to like you, you have to sleep on it it was like no this and was and he was like hey just hey uh, stick around like enjoy the party but like uh, you're fired you Yeah, but, and i yeah. don't want to talk about this anymore <laughs> so he was just hanging around he was drinking he was having a good time but, but yeah he, so insane he's he's he, he scary. not me. what i was expecting from his character arc at all to be honest no 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 no, no, no it no. was dark i can't i can't believe they had video footage of him taking the tip i know oh. i was like you are an idiot idiot he was probably drunk i shouldn't say that i hope he's doing well <laughs> okay let's talk about uh patrick and safari and the proposal of a lifetime as you know patrick said i'm ready to die i'm ready to Mother. die with her the crazy thing to say Listen, I'm don't I'm kind of like Candy, where I'm actually kind of like most of his family members where I'm not thrilled about the engagement and, and I wish he wouldn't do it. However, the proposal was very sweet. I And I thought, thought he did a very good job. That's it all i So lovely. Him like surprising in the middle of the song, her being like, What is he doing up there? And him being like, No, I want you to come up and then him just saying all the lovely things about her, Miriam Safari. like I loved that I loved him calling calling his heart is in the right place he's uh, as misguided as he may be sometimes young and in love with this woman and I loved the big marry me sign I thought that was so cool he's like can you turn around for me really quick and then they had the unveiling and then when she turned back around he was on my knee I was like this is all so lovely I loved it it was very cute um yeah a great season of candy and the gang they um, are all doing well. They're all still at the restaurant. Um, Brian and Todd are going full swing ahead with the uh, business of the agro business. Candy's just killing it. Uh, we know this because she's on Atlanta. Chandraik uh, is still working there as the major D. Philip's still there. Don Juan's still there. Uh, Safari and uh, Patrick are now in a new house, uh, which is crazy. Everyone seems to be doing well and. uh, I guess TBA on whether or not we have another season. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. Me too. I really enjoyed it and I would watch it again. Oh, did you... Speaking of Bravo News, I totally forgot. We do have Bravo News. The three oh. shows that were announced that they're coming out with in the fall that oh, they yeah. just gave a green light to. So one is Candy and it's Escape and someone else. They're doing like a reunion situation. Girl group reunion Girl thing. group reunion docuseries. Very it's cool. probably going to be great. Um, they're doing a... Leva from Southern Charm is getting her own show that's going to be like Vanderpump Rules, which I kind of like that they're doing like Vanderpump Rules, Candy and the Gang. And then in Southern Charm World, I guess Leva owns like four restaurants. Oh, And cool. it's going to be about one of her main restaurants, like the people who work there. I love and, that idea. Which is okay, great. We love these kind of shows. They're really successful. And then they have a new group, a new show called Real Girlfriends of Paris. And it's like a group of friends that are in their like twenties that are going to Paris for vacation, like six girls, which, okay. I'm going to be honest. I'm gonna be honest right now, real quick on this podcast. I think this is dangerous. I think, (laughs) okay. Okay. This is why I think this is dangerous because every freaking girl group out there now is going to think that they can get a reality show for just going on a trip. And it's like, no, honey, there was, there was a, Oh my gosh, this reminds me of a TikTok I saw recently that absolutely killed me. It was like, this girl said, you know, people are like, my heart, Paris has my heart, or my heart's in Paris. It's like, well, Alabama has your body, bitch. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like, for real, girl. But it's just going to be, it's going to be a problem. I've also pitched MTV like two or three times, like a trip to Cancun with like my friends and my exes and like, what's going to happen and have, I like laid it yeah, all out. Yeah, because that's the same thing as the real houses of Paris. But they wouldn't do it. real girlfriends, excuse me. But yeah, so sorry. That's a, that's a little detour, but we'll see what Should happens. Should we? Let's go to Atlanta. With Atlanta. Okay. Um, can we believe that Chateau Cherie is done? Girl, it's been done. But uh, that basement. Wow, that basement is gorgeous. Gorgeous. I love all the different rooms. I like how there's like a living room and there's uh, the spa room. It's Charest did a really good job. And seeing Kenya first of all, seeing Kenya Moore in Cherie Whitville's home. Smiling and laughing. These two. I mean, wow. Thick as thieves. Thick it's as thieves. Incredible to see. On the flip side, like I knew that Marlo and Kenya were going to fall out immediately. I oh, knew that yeah. their like alliance last season was going to, was going to be short lived. I knew it. And it's because Marlo's saying is Marlo saying stuff about Kenya saying that she, well, no, cause Sheree or was it Sheree that told Marlo or someone told Marlo that Kenya was talking shit Oh, yeah. Remember, they went up to Marlo at the event. Oh, yes. Tanya, all of them. They went up to Marlo and said, like, oh, Kenya's saying this, this, and that. And Marlo got very upset, came over. They kind of had, like, you know, back and forth. And since then, Marlo has been saying more stuff. And so Sheree is, you know, spilling the tea. But I just... These two firecrackers are never going to be... They're always going to be at, like... If, if anything, they're they're best when they're just at a stalemate. They're both just, yes. like, in their own corners doing their own thing. They're too volatile to be friends, and when they're enemies, it's too ugly. You can't do it. Um, we also find out in this hangout between Kenya and Sheree that Sheree's sometimes assistant has been telling Giroux, who it's, like, he's her full-time assistant, I think, yeah. because... He was the one that was like, "Oh, Candy, Miss Thing, like, Anthony, the bum bum." Anthony, I think his name is. I can't. Remember. I can't remember. But but he was the one that was, was a too lot. much. Yes, too much. The one that Candy was even like, "Okay, calm down." But he's been telling things from about Charay to Drew, which is first of all super unprofessional, mm-hmm. but also is like, "Oh, she owes me money." All of this, which is even more unprofessional. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. And Charay's like, "This guy works for me sometimes, only when he's available." It just seems it all seems very thirsty from this assistant. Yeah, more absolutely. than anything else. Um, and that's the thing is I don't know if I would trust what they had to say. And if I were Drew, I like Drew, but if I were Drew and I had an assistant that helped, had all the shit to say about someone that I was on a reality show with, I'd be like, oh, you know what? This is too sketchy and and sticky. Like I I I like you. You seem great, but like if you've already been working with Sheree and you have all this like you know quote unquote dirt on her, like that's too messy. Like let's not do this. I'm I'm gonna hire someone else. Yeah. But again, we'll see. I mean, obviously, they, they get into a fight about it next week at well, that dinner that they're all at. So we'll see more. about. We it. will see what happens. But um, Candy had some weird, like, <laughs> some weird packages this episode. I mean, I'm thrilled that she's now getting into Broadway producing. She did Thoughts of a Colored Man in the Fall right now. Currently, she's doing A Strange Loop on Broadway. We didn't see Thoughts of a Colored Man. We had just missed it. But I we're just going to, to see city. A Strange Loop. We can't wait. But also, that witch costume for the Halloween photo the, shoot she okay. did was so fucking funny. I was half asleep when I watched this the first time. And seeing that witch costume, I was like, Am I watching the right show? I was like, What is going on here? It was so funny. Like, Was this like a mass singer prequel? Oh my gosh, like, what's oh my gosh. going on? Um, and I loved watching Marlo get her kids well, not her kids, her nephews, but they're like her kids right now getting them ready for homecoming. Uh, okay. Marlo getting a peach was the best thing that could have happened this season because getting a full look into this life has been so sweet, so okay, fun. First of all, she loves her nephews and so I, much, and I love how she kind of explained like, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about the memories for them. Like I want them to be like, oh, you know, Auntie went all out like homecoming, like on their darkest days, being like, you know, someone out there loves me and cares because for me. she didn't have a lot exactly, and. And that's just so beautiful. It's just so nice to see. I love seeing the side of Marlo. I loved when she was trying to teach him how to dance. Also, hello, although to that she's managed him. by a husband and wife team. Okay, wait, yeah. So, what what is this management for? Like, her tra- trajectory on Housewives? I, this is the thing. Managers, I don't get managers of just people who live their lives. Like, I just... Well, because she's like, well, she's an influencer. She's an influencer. Okay, yeah. Technically, I suppose. And that's okay. a thing now. So, yeah, like... I guess you're right. CAA I guess you're right. represents TikTokers and influencers. So I guess, I guess you're right. Yeah. they are just like, they're schlocking Marlowe product. You know, they're working on this little archive. Um, I wanted to get through all of that because I wanted to get to the meat and potatoes of the episode. Yes. Um, let's talk about Ralph. So first we get this cute little package at the beginning. that I thought was really funny called gas, gaslighting mm-hmm. with Ralph because Ralph straight up asks, Drew, do you think I gaslight you? Right, he like doesn't believe that he's gaslighting. Well, no, she them. flat out accuses him. Like I feel like you're gaslighting oh, yeah, that's me. It. But he does. He he exhibits all of the classic tropes of someone who's trying to gaslight someone else. It is so scary. It's very, it's giving me PTSD. If I if I, if no, I say, I, I, I'm I, literally I, like watching I, this. No, like, oh me, no, I, oh no. Me too. It really was uncomfortable to watch. Um, also, Drew has a lot of assistants as well. She's like three. Three, yeah. You you you, you clocked that that assistant number three helped with. But wave. anyway, like the dinner at the end of the episode was such a huge exhibit of I'm trying to get you to stop asking questions about this bad naughty thing that I'm clearly doing in front of your eyes. So I'm going to pull out the red carpet, get the roses, get the dinner, get the special. Um, champagne, I'm going to completely put this, like, smokescreen over your eyes to get you to stop. But then, of course, in classic Drew fashion, she immediately, when sitting down, goes, I really appreciate all this, but I don't want this to be a smokescreen or a band-aid on a problem. That and, we course, need to talk about. And then it immediately goes into gaslighting again, like, oh, well, forget it. Like, I'll never do I'll never do <laughs> nice things for you ever again. Like, I now that I know that this is what happens, like, forget it. No more nice things. Like, crazy town and I loved loved love 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 loved when she literally went up and looked up the word maniac well she was like Den- Dr. Ken called you a maniac like that also was also so fucked up that they're both sharing well he started it but so fucked up that they're both saying well our therapist said this about you like this is so unhealthy and so it's, toxic it's so bad I, I was it sent me when Ralph literally said yeah, you should go to Doctor Ken and maybe like take a <gasps> lesson on how to speak to men. And she was I like, "I wanted to jump through the TV." I, I was, sh- I was shocked. I was like, "We what?" I could. I get. I get it. It's complicated because they have children and they have a life. But like, I could never be with someone that said that to me. No, that is fucking crazy. He is a maniac. I, I think there is something clinically wrong with him. A hundred percent. No, I think he's no. I think he's just a sociopath. I think he's just so. Into himself, like the first thing I wrote before any of this went down, I said Ralph is spoiling Drew with her own money. Oh, one hundred percent real. He is. He is not successful. Like I don't know what this man does. All of her money on this uh, night of luxury. Yeah, like it's it's her money to get her to stop thinking about the fact that he is totally fooling around with his assistant. That it's no longer his assistant. Yeah, he fired her because he was like, oh, this is too. This is too close. Now I just got to keep you on the side. I'm sorry, Drew, you're way better than that. I know that you have a son together, but, like, you can do better than this. I'm telling you, if she's not over it with him by the reunion, this reunion is going to be a tough one for the two of them. Very tough. I think I see them very much like an Ashley Darby and Michael Darby situation. Okay. Um, It might take longer than we would like, but it'll happen. Oh, what a good week. I mean, it was a little overwhelming. There's a lot of shows. I mean, I know we're going to wrap up Summer House and Jersey very quickly, so we're just going to have – uh, oh, and Candy and G- the Gang is over. Candy the so Gang I is over. So I guess that we have yeah. Atlanta and we have Beverly Hills, which is great. Um, but soon we'll only have Beverly Hills and Atlanta. Which will be kind of nice, I have to say. I think it'll be nice to kind of like take a rest. It, before we know it, Potomac's going to be back and we're going to be, you know, busy again. Yeah, and we've got Ultimate Girls Trip coming. Oh my God. Oh my God. The preview was so good. I know we already talked about it, but it was so good and I can't wait. Um, it's a good time to be watching Bravo. It is. We're in the Bravo-verse. We're, we're deep and heavy. So y'all. Subscribe, rate, review, wherever you listen to us, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And y'all, again, one more time, just check and make sure you're following us, H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D on Instagram, hot and bravoed. And uh, I love just plugging my friend's stuff, and uh, he's doing a podcast called Gleep about the, the Glee Project, about searching for the Glee cast members and it's hilarious and wonderful and you just put out your second episode today I mean well I guess if you're listening to this today today is Saturday so they put it out yesterday which was Friday but as we record this it's Friday so I'm just so proud of you and uh, go listen to that as well shout out to Megan your co-host thank you did you already already plugged your socials no I no I'm good it's at hot bravo that's htnbrvvod oh no I did okay yeah listen up I was listening Jeez. I haven't, pre- I haven't hit the record. I button just got, yeah, we're got still s- recording. I just got so distracted. Time is precious. I got so distracted by that wonderful promo that I was like, wait, did you? You're full of crap. Goodbye, Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Adios. Head-up.